0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, many of you know that I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, so I work in the field of mental health as well as do a lot of different things. But today I am doing a part two from last week's show. On Tuesday, as last week, we talked about unresolved grief. Now, many individuals indicated that they wanted to follow up with this topic because as I look at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I'm seeing so many rest in peace signs, rest in heaven signs. You know, and not only that, individuals are dying at all ages, young, young adults, kids, well as older individuals. The problem is many individuals are dealing with grief. Now, we talk about grief. There's different stages as it relates to grief. And many times individuals don't realize that grief is natural, it is normal, it is necessary. And also the difference between when one is grieving as well as when they're mourning. Now, when we're talking about these things, you have to have some kind of balance. Now, grief is different for everyone, and grief is also unique. Now, I was watching some things, and people are calling in, but I was watching some things that related to the 9-11, and they had a story of children that lost their parents during 9-11. When children grieve, sometimes they don't know what that's about. And as they're grieving, especially if they're young, they really don't know their parents, And sometimes that grief can go unresolved or become complicated and it can mask itself and turn into different things, even as they become teenagers and adults themselves. So let me log on the first caller. And I wanna keep going back and forth, but let me log on this. Hi, welcome to Persons of the Love Talk Radio. How are you doing? Number oh, I got you on. Lisa, thought I had you on. Okay, number ending in, in three three. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing fantastic, ma'am. How are you doing?
1: I am well, and I want to thank you for joining the show. I'm trying to do the Facebook live, and I left my computer at my office. I'm using my iPad to get this done. So, but I want to thank you for joining in on the show. So this is a topic when we talk about grief and mourning and. You know, individuals are experiencing a lot of loss and death, and some individuals do not realize how complicated it can be. And in some cases, complicated grief is different from depression, where one may think that the person is experiencing depression, but it could just be complicated grief. And complicated grief is like being in an ongoing heightened state of warning. That keeps one from healing, and some may think that. Well, if people think that I'm moving too fast, they'll think that I didn't care, and that's not even it. Because we talk about rest and peace, we're talking about individual rest. What about those individuals that are still living? You know, their life has to go on. So, if you are a widow, if you lost a child, a false, or you know, it's okay. You you should grieve, but it has to be appropriate. Because your life also has to go on. And I want to give some signs and some symptoms, and then I'm going to ask you some questions. Now, the signs and symptoms of complicated grief can include an intense sorrow, pain, rumination over the loss of a loved one. Now, Miss Nancy, what do you want to add to this show I'm talking about some complicated grief? Complicated.
2: Well, one. Could bury themselves into work to just overwork themselves mm-hmm. and then as soon as they get burnt out their body starts shutting down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they start experiencing problems with their stomach um, they experience um, vomiting diarrhea um, I'm I'm one to just, like, bury myself into my work. Um, yeah. But, you know, sometimes God has to sit you down. He's just going well, yeah. to sit you, you down and let you recuperate. And you just don't – you want to get up, you want to go do something, and God's just going to sit you down. He's not going to let you do anything, like, like literally make you – realize who God is, who your provider is, who's your strength, who's your, you know, where are you going to go? Who are you going to go to get help from? You need to keep going and realize, you know, they was a big part of your life at that moment and they remember all the good times you had with the person and it wasn't always having good times. There was times that you spent time with the, your loved ones and... You just got to release them so that they can be at peace and have rest on the other side.
1: Right. You know, you brought up something that was real interesting that I, I do plan on talking about because when we start talking about that in the first two or three months after a loss, symptoms can be different or difficult to detect. And if the grief intensifies as more time passes, the grief can increase one's inflammation. And we don't need to be having our inflammation increase, especially considering with COVID and if people have a compromised immune system. And what happens is it can worsen one's health problem. And it can, like we said, lower one's immune system, leaving one depleted and vulnerable. It can increase one's blood pressure, and it can make individuals at risk of a blood clot. Now let me log on to the next person, I'm gonna say, Linda, where'd you go? <laughs> call back, Linda. Uh, you know, I had a young lady that was on hold, and I guess she just forgot and thought I thought she dialed the wrong number. So let me call her and let her know that she needs to call back on the show so we can talk about that. And you know, and this show is pretty much you know because individuals that I know personally, some have lost children, some have lost spouses. So I've lost my parents. And a lot of times individuals are still struggling with the mortality sometimes of their own demise because they're afraid and they're hurting. So this show is pretty much designed to provide information to help individuals. Now, I'm putting something out there, and I'm turning my head. Linda, where I you going call back, Linda? Okay, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I guess Linda like, oops, oops. Oh, Lord. Oh, I guess Linda was like, you take it too long, you know. So the thing is, and I indicated, I said, do you know the difference between depression and complicated grief? And like I said, with all this going on and the sadness and the sorrow and the pain to where it can be difficult. Linda. Yes, I'm here. What happened?
0: I was trying to get you uh, your picture, you know, the broadcast itself, and I can't get it. I don't
1: uh, want you to do that. I want you to dial 516-387-1914. Okay, okay, I got 516-387-1914, one, one, right? 516-387-1914. And I just did. I know you did, but I was talking. I wasn't able to click you on. I'm about to click you on. Hey, okay, I got you. I got, you. I got you. I'm on now. Okay, bye. Okay, <laughs> okay got to love them, got to love them. So today's show is basically, like I said, a follow-up show from last week's show. So today's show is designed to discuss complicated grief, explain the difference between depression and complicated grief, and also, she called me right back. <laughs> yes, Ms. Linda. Am I, am I am I doing it right? No, because so you called my phone. You didn't dial the number. No, you... right, no, Janelle, I'm calling the number you gave me right here. Two five one six three eight seven. What? One nine one four. You calling my phone. Okay. Well, that's what I got right here. Five one six three eight seven one nine one. Linda, you just call my cell phone because I'm holding my phone in my hand. Okay, listen, give me
0: the – I don't know what's happening here. But anyway, give me the station
1: number again.
0: Uh,
1: 516-387-1914. 1914. Yes. Okay, I'm going to do that because I got that already. I know. Call it again. You did do it. You did it right the first time. I just didn't get a chance to click it over. Okay, so uh, okay, here I go. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, so like I said, we're going to be talking about that because when we talk about grief, people grieve. If you don't stop barking at me, I barking I got a dog barking at me right now. You are not going to be on the show. No, <laughs> so she ain't sitting here barking at me. Okay, so waiting on Ms. Linda to call in because Ms. Linda definitely has some valuable information as we're talking about this topic. Now, when we talk about grief, and we know that grief, it can be in a doctor relationship. Okay, here comes the other caller. Let me this person on. Hello, how are you doing? Get out of my room. Get out. Hello. Hello, how are you, are you doing? you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you, but i got a dog opening my door, coming in barking at me.
2: I have to mute right now.
1: Okay, let me walk on the next caller before I lose her, before she hang up. Hello, Ms. Linda, how are you doing?
2: I'm good today.
0: How are you, Jeanette?
1: I am well. I knew you were straight right out. I knew you
0: were. Well. I was tripping. I don't know what happened.
1: Okay, well, no, you called in before, and I didn't get a chance to log you over because I was on and I was freaking when we're talking about these, this topic, and I'm glad that I have the two of you on, or the three of you on, as we're talking about grief, and I know because I know all three of you personally, and I know some of the things that may have transpired or that have occurred, and I know that in some cases some individuals still be struggling with things. So, Ms. Linda, I want you to go first because your grief and your situation is difficult because you had brought up when we were at, a repast that you wanted to talk about these things because sometimes individuals don't know what to do and they can be stuck in their pain. So here's some of the things that have happened. Ms. Okay, Brenda?
0: for the grief, is that what we're talking about right now?
1: We're talking about complicated grief. How to get past it? No, okay, this, what
0: complicated grief
1: because I'll put it to you like this. I'ma tell you now I didn't go to your son's funeral. I didn't make it to your son's funeral. But I saw the pain in your face when you was at your foot. I right, saw that
0: pain. Right. Yeah. Now
1: my son is still dealing with that. And on top of Sean losing her mother I just saw, where well, they just went to a double funeral the other day, and then somebody else's funeral. Mm. I mean, we've been going right. to funerals on top of the funerals on top of the funerals. So I'm just getting tired of even looking at Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, because all you see is rest in peace, and especially with COVID and all these different things. Now, even you know, we went through a lot of deaths back like in the 80s, too. Right, the right. right. And so talking about that, because... You lost the son. You know, that's a yeah. pain that never many of us may have not experienced. You know, um, right. the other lady lost the husband, and so these are things that can be complicated. Some individuals have lost children, so the children passed away or just not in their life. It's still a loss. Those are some of the things right. that I would like you guys to help as we share these things and help individuals be able to. to have some of that pain and not just do it. That's what makes it complicated. And individuals can slip into depression. Like Nancy was saying, it can mess up your immune system. It can cause inflammation. It can do a lot of different things that people don't even realize how powerful grief is.
0: Right. Well, me personally, for losing my son, I've slipped into a deep depression. And uh, uh, I, I just can't explain the feeling of losing a child. Uh-huh. That was the worst phase of my life. Uh-huh. I'm trying not to cry, but anyway, uh, I, I went through the whole five grief system thing, for what they want to call it. But I, the way I carried on is That's I thought about him. The way I carried through all this time is I thought of the good. He always made me smile. Mm -hmm. But the pain is never going to leave me, but I go past the pain and think of the good things of my kids. And um, I did go into a drinking, uh, Lindsey. I did all that. I did everything to ease the pain, but nothing can do that. You got to strengthen yourself through God you got to stay in prayer and pray that you carry on. And, you know, you don't take your life by drinking to death, you know, drinking yourself to death. So I've been doing great. Uh, He's been gone a minute now. But the way I got through this was through prayer, getting up, motivating my own self, Mm
1: -hmm. and just
0: uh, never letting him go out of my heart. I always keep his birthday going. I keep him in um, pictures and everything. But it's like, it's, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. And then I lost my sister. That's a different kind of pain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all all the deaths that you normally have that's related to you, like the lady's husband, my son, and my sister. They're all different kinds of pains, as far as I'm concerned. Because the hardest pain for me was my child. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I like I said, you can get past it, but you will never get over it. But you got mm-hmm. to push yourself that, you know, to go carry on. Because you do have other kids in your life. You do have other, you know, things that you got to keep yourself going for. Grandkids, great-grandkids, and all these things go to play. So I keep myself busy with all that.
1: Linda, that's powerful because a lot of individuals don't realize that when they lose a child, they can be come stuck, and they yes, start, yes. you know, the the. And I'm I'm explaining this. That they talk about the five stages, but they added more stages: is denial, right? Anger, yeah. Bargain, um, acceptance. Then you got the guilt, and then you got the hope. So those are different right. stages go through. And we talk about acceptance. When you accept it, you, you know that they're not here amongst the living. But my mother still right. mean My mother still, mm-hmm. I hear her voice. You know, even right. people in, right. have, it's like they come visit me sometimes. So these things happen because we keep them, we stay close to them in our memories. And sometimes they show we don't want So these things yeah. happen. And no one, and we we don't. There's no perfect book on how to handle these things because they say you're not supposed to go before your your child's not supposed to go before the parent. But these right, things are happening right. every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Happening. And I I know parents that have lost multiple children. You know, yeah, not just tragic yes. deaths with drive-bys and murders. And now we got COVID. We're losing people to COVID you know, our workplace accidents. So it, it can be, or, or even in sickness. So these yeah. things are yeah. so trying to get forward. And you brought up something interesting when you said, you got to remember you have other kids. Sometimes yeah. we get so focused on the one we lost, we forget about the other. Yeah, we
0: you get focused on that one child, and then you neglect the rest of your kids. And I was doing that. But I... I I snapped out of that one because you know what God, I do have other children that I'm blessed mm-hmm. with, you know. But just keep this one going, and we do. We all, as a family, we keep Jason's birthday, we keep his celebration of his birthday, his life, and all these things. And so that's what keeps us going. That's why you got to involve other people, like my children, to you know go through this with you. At first, I was going through it alone. I didn't want to talk to you. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was angry. Like, that's one of them, like you just said. I was so hurt and angry, and, and I had to really come out of that one. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the worst. That was the worst. But you, like I said, it can be done. The pain is always there, but it can be done to, to go on past with your own life, with your life.
1: And you know what I tell individuals, Ms. Linda? I tell people, I will never tell people to get over something. You can't get.
0: Never, never. And as you-, you can't do that.
1: It builds you, you, you become more resistant. You know, losing my grandfather helped when my grandmother passed. Then mm-hmm. losing my grandmother helped with my mother passed. Then when my mother passed, it helped me to be able to bury my father. Right, so people are like, you know, right. do you do all this? I was experienced, yeah. but I had been helping prepare for funerals since I was a teenager. Because the first person I ever helped prepare for a funeral was when my mm-hmm. friend died. Kelly didn't know what and then I just stepped in because I'm more business minded, and I was able to help fill in the gaps and just try to be there. So it's like I was the right. person, as Mr. Delano. Yeah. The the That's business. good to
0: have, a go-to person.
1: You would go to, you know, then they will go to me for the business part, like, I need you to go to this mortuary with me. I need you to sit down with me. I need you to make sure that these people are not trying to, you know, gouge me for money. or Because sometimes during your time of mourning, people will take advantage of you. They yes, really they
0: will. They yeah. Yeah, really will. So, so like I tell everybody.
1: Help you with that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay. But um, yes, I'm
0: I'm good now. Mm-hmm.
1: That's 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 great, Miss Nancy. What do you want to yeah. add to this complicated grief, Miss Nancy? Well,
2: one thing I want to add is that everybody should have a will, whether you're Native American, white, colored, whatever, because yeah. people people are ruthless. My <laughs> sister, my sister's husband. His um quillute from the Quillute Nation from Washington, and his his sister passed away back in June or July, or something like that and the whole family's fighting over her bank account, her house, her things, and never. In our in my lifetime have I ever seen this happen. I mean, this is not the native way.
0: This is just just like I'm seeing that
2: too. Oh my God. And I just told my sister I said, All you all you can do is document every incident that's happening and keep yourself in prayer. I know she was close to you, but all you can do is just pray for each other and
1: I lost my uncle back in April, and I I
2: didn't get to go to his funeral
1: Mm -hmm. because I was working. This is how I see this, Nancy. Sometimes that's their way of grieving. That's part of the anger. So they take it out on other people. People give you what they want you to have when they live in. Don't wait for somebody to die and fight over people's deceased stuff. And siblings do it Mind. I'm and it's kid. so sad. It's very sad. It's but so that's sad. their pain, that's their hurt. That's their pain, that's their hurt. You know, just the other day, my son called my sister, and my sister had the nerve to say, well, I'll talk to her when she get ready to do the right thing and, and, and sell the house and give me my cut. Your know, cut? What did you do oh, for your wow. mom? You don't even visit your mama's grave. Your mama and you didn't. And Your mama gave you way more when we were teenagers than she did. And all I got was a bill that I had to pay for. But what they didn't realize was the house was in my name before my mama died. I've been there with my mama Mm -hmm. for
0: years.
1: I was there. My mother knew what she was doing, but she put me in a bad situation, and she told me she put me in a bad situation. But you know what? The thing is I'll hold my ground. Because I didn't need nothing my mama had, cause I got my own. So people mm-hmm. need their own stuff. Get your own affairs in order, and stop waiting on people to die, thinking you gonna get a come up. They work hard, right. yep. and you want them to sell it or somebody to sell it to give you your cut, to give you some right. money. Oh, that's
0: horrible.
1: That money ain't gonna give you no joy. And when she said it, I just I just listened, and all I could do was just shake my head is it mm. well she'll she, when we when she see her mama again, what' about when you see her again? you know wow what well, she told me to do <laughs> right, right. No, yeah, you. and you always
0: want to keep that family home. That's why my uh-huh. sister's house is still there amongst our kids and myself and my kids. You always, I swear, a lot of people you know for yourself, Jeanette, on Gray Street, they sold their mama houses. They did all oh, these man. things. That's why all those houses are gone. You know oh, most of mom. them. I'm not saying home. all of them, but they sell them, lose them, and sell them. And that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. You keep your mother's house. You keep a family home.
2: Girl, hundred things. That, that heirloom was supposed to go on to the next generation. Thank and you, ma'am. It just, sure is. People, people just don't get it anymore. It's not. They don't. They, they're just so selfish. It's like, oh well, I'm, I got this money now. I can go pay my rent. Well, gee, big
1: deal. You can wow. go pay
2: your rent one well, month to the landlord when you should have yes. kept that damn fucking
1: house. Excuse my rank. Thank you. House. This is, this you is my the house. Why would you sell your mother's house, people?
2: That's right all
1: over is, me right now. Give me my just cousin. like, wow. You know, and I've been paying uh, a like right now, night. right now, my auntie, my auntie is
2: is being fought over by her children because one Daughter will do for her and do for her and do for her, and her her son her baby son is going behind her and changing locks left and right. And wow. my auntie starting to lose her memory; she's thinking that people stealing from her from her own yeah, house, and and her baby son has his son who's in his thirties going and taking stuff out of the house and throwing things away that was,
1: that. was my that. uncle's, uncle's belongings.
2: And it's just like, what the
1: heck? I mean, this, I, we I, I was not raised like, that way. I look at it like this, Sandy. I don't know better. That is not going to bring my mama back. That's not going to get him no peace. That's not going to do anything. All they did, and if they're waiting on me to die, honey, all they go going to still have is a bill. Because they don't even know. Yeah. That when it takes, it's still a bill. So I don't yeah. even worry about it because I know and my mother and I we had this conversation already. So I wasn't even yeah. worried about it. So um the thing is, so Michelle, share what your experience is as it relates to complicated grief. Miss Christine, you just sent me a text message. Okay. I'm so now so she's the doctors. Sorry. No problem. So when we're talking about complicated grief because like you said, you've done some of the things that Miss Nancy said. You started working, you started, you know, you got the children, you lost your husband, and now you're dealing with hitting you now. Like this right here is hard for me to shake. So what is that experience like for you? Okay, so she's not saying anything. Okay, so I want to give you guys some information. And like I said, grief is universal. And at some point in everyone's life, there's going to be at least one encounter with grief. But some individuals have experienced multiple encounters, like back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, like, Lord, can I get a break? You know?
0: So uh, grief exactly. is
1: also very personal. It's not neat, it's not linear, and, and don't follow any timelines or schedules because sometimes you can be here today and gone tomorrow. And none of these things are unusual, and everyone grieves differently. You know, when I look at individuals and they're trying to be little clump snatchers, I look at it as that's their way of grieving. That's their way of trying mm-hmm. to process pain by projecting it onto someone else. So I get that. But by that same token, you like I said, you got to figure out what you're going to do with your own stuff. Now, we right. talked about that the grief doesn't follow the same stages, and I gave you guys some stages, and not everyone will experience all of the five or seven stages and go through them in that order because it's different for every person. But you got to at least, if you know what those stages are, it can help. One of the reasons why I knew about the stages, um, Linda, was because when my mother was in hospice and the people was coming to the home, they gave me a book list. And even though uh-huh. I'm a therapist, but the booklet helped me to prepare myself because I was right. there. I was going to those doctor's appointments and when she had to go do chemo and radiation, and when my mother wanted to go to the cemetery to see where her body was going to be, and I'm buying up plots all around her body, I was there. Right. So I right. was prepared. I was prepared. The other members right. in my family, they weren't prepared. I was.
0: Yeah. Because I had already done
1: that with her. And to be honest mm-hmm. with you, it made a difference. It really right. helped me with my grief process. It really did. Now, yeah. when we're talking about when does it become complicated, and like I said, an individual can suffer, they can feel trapped in their pain and sense of loss of death with someone. Now, like we said, we know it's normal. But these are some of the things that happen when you know this is becoming too much. Because individuals who suffer from complicated grief, and I want to tell you you ladies on the line with me today too, there's an assessment test that you can take that I found online where you can answer some of these questions, and they'll let you know if you are having complicated grief or if what you're feeling is okay. You know, you're gonna, you can work your way through some of these things. But individuals who suffer from complicated grief, disorder, because they made a disorder, cannot escape the feelings of the loss. Alone, they feel devastated, and the grief becomes their constant companion, meaning they just, they, they hold on to that. This is point that they may need assistance from a mental health professional who understands the difference between healthy and dysfunctional breathing. Now you heard what I said. What's mm-hmm. healthy treatment and what's dysfunctional treatment? Now, complicated grief disorder is not currently a recognized mental health disorder. And they haven't added it to the DSM-5, but regardless of its official status, complicated grief, which is known of as complicated treatment, is a real condition. And those who suffer from it, debilitating effects, you got to learn how to understand it. That's true.
0: Yeah, because I saw a psychiatrist for a mm-hmm. few years, and I still see one. And because uh, there's days, even like today's right like now, I will just start crying. And I uh, think mm-hmm. my son comes all over me. And, it, and it's still like, it, that's complicated because mm-hmm. you still going through grief right now. I still do this. I haven't gotten over it. I was seeing a psychiatrist, and they gave me meds and all these kind of things, and we talked and all this. And then I, I tell them, it, I, it's like, say for instance, near his time of his birthday, or it's just some days I just sit here, and and he'll come to me, to me, and I just go to crying, and, and and I I don't understand why, but yeah, it's very complicated. That's complicated because you 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 should be past it. But I'm not like that because it comes right back at me. But I can say I can get by. But it's complicated to get through.
1: huh Well, one of the things that I want to say, when it comes to you, find joy. Find peace. Find happiness. Roll with it. It don't always have to end in it. When it,
2: when it comes to this complicated grief, what you need to realize is, yeah, you're going through the moment. Take a deep breath and breathe if you're out in mm-hmm. public. I was taught not to cry in public. Um mm-hmm. Once you get home, go and take a shower. Take a bath. Take some self-care. Go um do whatever you have to for yourself. Take a cup of hot tea. Drink some tea. Um, eat healthy, um, strive to go for a walk after you're done taking care of yourself and start thanking God for the moments that you had with the person because, you know, they were in your life not but for a moment, but for your time that you had with them, That that's a present from God because this is what I'm learning on my own um is that even though they were there in your moment for the time being God allowed them to be a lesson to you mm-hmm. to to have the strength to have the courage to keep going and they they um put a huge big footprint in your life to um keep yourself motivated to keep yourself together um you know they they may have been servicemen they might have been service women whatever you know they might have um served their country and they were veterans and you got to think okay you know what how, how did they make it through boot camp how did they make it through examples um vietnam and desert storm and going to only sleep like 30 minutes to an hour how did they make it through going through those swamps and just you know i look look at the time that i had with my my uncle uncle billy and he 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 was a man of courage he was a man of valor and how hard he worked for our country and um you know we all have moments like yeah. right now i just feel like crying I, I like- it's, yeah,
0: and you know what, I, I, I get what you just said, uh, something you just said that caught me, if he was a gift, I'm going to tell you why, Jason was born a dry birth, he shouldn't have even been here, he was stayed in the hospital a month, uh, and then a second time, he, uh, he had uh, sleep apnea and almost died. So he was a gift. I mm-hmm. get it. I swear. Because he should have been gone.
1: Mm-hmm. God could have mm-hmm. taken mm-hmm. him either both of those
0: times. And I appreciate having him for 26 years. I really no. do. Okay. Don't get me Wait. wrong. I appreciate every minute of it because, like I said, God could have took him those two times it, for sure mm-hmm. I know of. Because he stayed in the hospital because his brain... Uh, his head was growing, but his brain wasn't. So that was a major surgery for him. So, yes, I get that.
1: Mm-hmm. I, he was
0: a gift from God for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And I appreciate
0: every day I had him. But it mm-hmm. still don't, don't you Think know,
1: what you ease the
0: pain of losing him at that late you day. You know
1: what, then? That helps with the pain. That helps you in the here and now because you can – I laugh about some of the stuff. I was just cleaning up my garage weeks ago and I was finding obituary. I even found Miss Scott's obituary. I don't even know if you remember Miss Scott, who used to live right across the street from us. I found yeah, letters I do. I do. I found letters that Skoll wrote me in prison. That he mm-hmm. wrote me. I was right. finding I Julia's obituary. I found so much stuff. I was like, oh my God. And all I could do was just think of funny stories. I didn't sit there and cry. I just remembered the Christmas Oh, yeah, I, I laugh.
0: Don't get me wrong. I laugh and I cry. I laugh and I cry. I said this boy is so silly. I got silly pictures of me and him. I don't just dwell in my, my sadness. I, like I said, it comes every now and then on me strong. And that's when I don't stay there. I keep it pushing. Yeah. But I'm a but very strong know, person, and I know, you know that. you some stay
1: there? When we talk about complicated grief, they get stuck. There are some people that yeah get yeah. There are some people that feel mm. that they can't get past it. And sometimes when we're talking about that, sometimes they may feel their own mortality. They may fear mm-hmm. their own death. Because there's something internal with that. Sometimes it could be a guilt. That guilt don't even have to be realistic. It could be unrealistic, meaning I wish I was there. I wish I would have known. I wish I would have, you know, because like I said, some of the families, and I was talking last week, We were talking about this and I was talking about me getting a Facebook friend request from somebody on Anzac that I don't think they knew who I was. And you Uh know the drama my family have had with Anzac, you knew that. And my family members this man just got out of prison, Linda, do you know he requested me as a Facebook friend? I told him I said, I said, You might want to get in touch with Deidre and Linda and find out if you really wanna do this. (laughs)
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> because the sad yeah. part about it was the night my uncle was murdered. My uncle wanted me to come spend the night. Now, did oh, y'all think wow. y'all killed me and my uncle? Because that one went down. like yeah. that. Yeah. But he That's requested crazy. me as a Facebook friend twice. He requested me as a Facebook friend. First time I didn't say uh-uh. nothing. And right. You know, I'm a mama. So I don't know if right. I'm a the man said that he um think his Facebook account was hacked. Your Facebook account was hacked. That's the story. But you know what? but I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. That man right. been in jail for some years. I ain't
0: mad at you. How many? At least forty. Oh my god! You know god. he's
1: been. I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking about.
0: I don't want to say his name on the I air. I do, I do, but I didn't know it was that long. God. Yes, he's been in the police
1: forty years, thirty, forty years. Yeah. At least so wow. when we talk about this and the sadness and how people <clears throat> feel up the death of a loved one, it's a yeah. universal experience. And grief grief can hang over people who've lost someone like a cloud for weeks, for months, yeah. before they accept the loss and move on. But in some cases, mm-hmm. the process recovery from the grief can stall individuals, and, so, and some individuals may be unable to move their feelings of death. Right. It is estimated that between ten to twenty percent of those who've lost a loved one will experience an extended period of complicated bereavement. Now the risk factors include experiencing more than one death within a short amount of time. See that's what's happening linda to many of the people in our neighborhood is we're going death after death after death after death. We ain't even had time to process one, now you got enough
0: you're so not kidding around on that one, honey.
1: to complications. Being highly dependent on the individual who passed away. Now that's the problem. You ain't upset mm-hmm. really about them passing. You upset because now you got to figure out what you to do. Because you may have been right. able. And it'd be like my mama used to say about my son: "Your good thing that came to an end." Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, premature, and unexpected can cause a problem. You know, when you have a, a kid and your kid is in a car accident or your, your kid go to school or die on a football field, you know, the basketball game or whatever, that could be an issue. Right. so witnessing the death or suffering alongside the deceased person if they died following a protracted illness. And previously previous histories of mental health, especially depression and PTSD, or from suffering a from a substance abuse disorder, that can also happen. But at
2: any given no, time, that 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 speaks volumes for me because I do suffer from PTSD. And when I was go, when I was at work, I was having so many back flashbacks. It's like my boss would be yelling at me, and I actually felt like my mom was yelling at me, and my uncle was yelling at me. Like oh, I just completely shut down, and my Co-worker comes over and checks on me. He goes, "Now, what's going on?" And I said, he, "I just got yelled and scolded for yada 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 yada." And um, he goes, "Take a deep breath and breathe." He he's mm-hmm. a he's a veteran, right? And he's working with me on the PTSD and the grief. And I didn't realize that until like when you're when you're talking to me, you're. Mm-hmm. You're actually healing me through this counseling you're doing online, and I really do appreciate your hard I do. Effort. yes,
0: yes,
2: it takes That's a true. lot to go to get a show together. It takes a lot to put people on the telephone, and I was like, "No, I don't want to call, and I'm fighting, and I'm like, "No, I don't want to call and then the Holy Spirit said, "I told you to call her right now, I just, mm-hmm. okay. Obedience is better than
1: sacrifice. because
0: okay. right. I, I used to wouldn't call. I would listen. I would see it on Facebook or something sometimes I wouldn't call either then. Like you said, it's a voice. You go on and call. And but she catches me. She caught me <laughs> She caught me looking and, and I didn't know she could do that. <laughs> well,
1: because I'm on Facebook I can. I can see it on Facebook like Sean. Is oh, okay. So if you want to call in, put the call at 516-387-1914. You know, Nancy, I've been blessed to have this platform. This has been therapeutic for me, too. And when I did my other company, J.A. Precious, Inc., Precious was my mother's nickname. And the J.A. was just because Jeanette Abney, because when I tried to go through the business, um, portal, Precious Ink was already taken, so I had to come up with a name that wasn't already registered. So that's where the JA Precious Inc. came from. And the one thing my mother told me to do that I still haven't did yet, my mother told me to start a scholarship fund. And she wanted me to give out money to single parents who had children in sports that was not able to pay for their kids to do certain activities. Now, the funny part about that, as I'm thinking, I didn't set up just a regular scholarship fund, but when I have people, and you know, Nancy, when I have people even in my program that have kids or need something, you know I do it. But that was the one thing she Mm -hmm. also wanted me to do, was to set up something for single parents. I don't know if my mother probably felt bad because, you know, I was athletic and Boogie did certain things and she may have struggled with trying to get it done. I don't know. But that was one thing she told me also to do, was to set up a scholarship fund for a single parents to help their children that wanted to play sports.
0: Mm-hmm. That's wonderful.
1: So, and like I said, and I've done a lot of things. And, and I do it because I want to do it. That's just me, right. period. That was the one thing she. I still got to do. Because I know I paid where a parent would come to me and say, well, I want my child to play soccer, and I don't have no money, and I'd be like, okay, we're here. Or I'll give them cash or give them some money or whatever. But I've done it. I just didn't do it in a scholarship format. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to get information out, and this is basically coming from Bridges to Recover. And their number is 833-229-7543. And they have... Services and resources for individuals that may be dealing with complicated grief, because a lot of times individuals don't know where to go. You can call two one one. They have bereavement therapy. They have grief therapy. If your loved one is going through hospice, sometimes with hospice they have groups. I know Kaiser have um, support groups to help individuals. They have um, things for people that are widows in groups. Now let me log on this person because somebody else is calling in. Good afternoon. This is Jeanette. Collard last number is four one. How are you? How are you doing?
3: Okay. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you, Miss Sean. Thank you for being obedient. Now I know I'm. Hi Sean. Hi. I saw that you was just at a funeral, a double funeral, and those funerals are really complicated when you're dealing with two funerals at the same time and all that you've been dealing with and going
3: through. So complicated grief, what does that mean to you? Complicate, well, I guess I'm going to say complicated is, like you guys said earlier, unexpected death, which is my case, and unexpected with my mom. Mm
2: -hmm. And
3: um, like you said, so many deaths, so many, so so close to me and so close together. I think I went to about eight, it might be nine funerals just since my mom died. That's haven't even been nine months ago. So it's complicated. It's a lot to deal with. It's hard to cope with the major loss which is my mom. And then so many others coming, you know, like you going upstairs. You know to it's one week one death, one the next week another death, another week another death. So you don't get a chance to recover, I should say. So that's a complicated. You just
1: process it. It's like I'm trying yeah. to process one, and now I got dealt with it over here. Then that one over
3: there, and then it, you just get you just become so overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yeah. And and like you said, the the death in itself, and not to mention the um the everything that goes along with that. You know, the, the like you said, the things that come along with, especially leaving a parent, the finances and the things like that, that uh you already, it's already unexpected because you didn't expect them to go, but then you got all these things that to deal with. And a lot of people think you're getting something out of it and you're not. All you're doing uh, is, like you said, inheriting more deals. Oh, so yeah. all of that, yeah, you're, you're dealing with yeah, that death, that major death, yeah.
1: This that is a thing, child. when you're yeah. the oldest, you uh-huh. have a responsibility and an accountability. So you have to put your foot there. My mother left a recording, and the one thing she said was, listen to your oldest sister. Listen to your sister. <clears throat> and my mother meant what she said, because she told me exactly what to do. But sometimes the other siblings say, well, why you get to have everything, and why you... I ain't got nothing but a bill. Well,
3: no. That. Most of the time it's more bills.
1: I got a bill. Girl, my mother died. More the deal. IRS wanted money from me. I was like, man, I got to pay a tax debt to the IRS. Really? But well, see, they don't want yeah. that part. The city don't want that part. And they come in there. But I'm supposed give me what, what you're supposed to get if you don't get out my pay. So, yeah,
3: and they come at you from all ends. I had a person call me on Saturday. I'm, I'm literally at a funeral, and somebody called me about my, one of my mom's vet, vets. And I couldn't speak to her. I said, uh,
0: "Yeah, you probably can, but not on my phone." Girl,
1: girl uh-uh. give uh-uh. them the number to a uh,
0: uh, heaven or something. <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
1: <But they> <laughs> yeah, and call
0: call God because I can't help okay. you right now. Girl, mama, uh,
1: mother told them they called my mother about my grandmother's bill. My mother said, "Oh, I can give you her address. One one two two Cherry Lane. Oh, you, Lord, girl, that's the address at <H1> <laughs> Eastwood Cemetery, where my grandmother's buried. One one two two Cherry, one one two two Cherry Block of
0: That's all right. <mumbles> I liked it that. I liked it I that. Lo- so, yeah.
1: You know, with the hot mess girl, Jean said, "Uh, this is her address. One one two two Cherry Block of Rain." And so. You know, and and that's that's the crazy part because people don't realize that. We all need to get our affairs in order. Like Nancy was talking about earlier, we need to make sure that we, first of all, have insurance because don't leave nobody with that debt. The worst thing I hate to see is a GoFundMe account with somebody that passed away. Mm -hmm. And tell me,
0: I'm I'm a living witness because I did not, and it was the hardest thing ever to do. It really was. And I, I, I said I never ever go through that again with one of my mm-hmm. kids or myself.
1: Mm-hmm. I got okay. everybody
0: insured.
1: I know, honey, I but I went through daddy, hell
0: with Jason.
1: I'm insured, you know. It's not that I want to compensate off of that. nobody's death because I'm normally the one that pays for the funeral, you know. Right. So, but by the same token, get your financial affairs in order. And like you said, Sean, this is where you will run into a problem. So I just want to warn you with that. Mm-hmm. If the that house is in her name, and that bill mm-hmm. don't get they will put a lien on the house depending on the amount of the debt
3: exactly. That's and that's exactly what I'm going through right now, exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I went through that already. Exactly. I went through that because mm-hmm. what my mother did that's why people didn't realize my mother borrowed on her house because she knew she was dying. She didn't want me to have to pay all the bills. So, what she mm-hmm. did was she borrowed money and got a loan on the house, and I had to pay that loan back in addition to the other bills she didn't pay. So right. that was dealing with that. And see, exactly. if my siblings come at me because of my name on the house, if my mama wanted their yeah. name on the house, she would have put oh. their name on
3: the house. Well, it looks like, but sometimes they better take it as a blessing because it, if they come, they, the person on that house, they coming for them for sure. And it, when it's, in my case, my name is not on here, and it's, they still coming for me.
1: Well, see, that's because if her name is on it, they're going to come back to their house, period, because it's attached to her name. Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: they won't money. You know, yes, will. they do. And like
3: so I said. I know, hear somebody. I, and I, Yes, yeah, see he right here. And, you know, I, I, I don't mind at all because, to be honest, uh, I'd pay it all if I can just get my mama back. But we know that okay. can't happen right now. But you like you said that that's that grief part that it's trying to deal with. You know, I I, I want to say doing things to, to make sure she's resting easy. I want to make sure I you know I, I think I go overboard trying to take care of everything that you know belong to her, and I think that's a part of my grieving part too because I'm not letting myself um, maybe deal with it. I should say. I'm too busy you know trying what? to take care so, of. it. it
1: for you what, and then you were. when you spoke at your mother's seventieth birthday party, and I'm glad I was there,
3: mm-hmm. you
1: did enough, enough to speak at the funeral because you said it at her seventieth birthday party. You told her why you wish why she was alive.
0: Right, and right. Said, Beautiful. That was awesome.
1: yes. We don't, we're not honest. We want to make it look good, sound good. We don't want to mm-hmm. about, you were honest at her 70th birthday party. So that's what we need to do more of. We need to check ourselves and understand right. the reasons. Now, I want to give you guys some information because they have what's called extensive individuals. You can do group therapy. You can do family therapy. You know, um, there's treatments to help individuals with the core current disorders. Some individuals, like you said, have to do medication management. But I'm going to tell you this, situation. And you also can do things like yoga, uh, mindfulness, art therapy, listening to music. But you want to do something because you want to get your mind right. And I don't know why because I know Vincent's birthday just passed, but I will never forget when my mama called me and told me that you need to get down here. I'm like, why? She said, because your friend. You need to come talk to Vincent. I said, about what? She said, "Girl, Vincent got into a fight at the hospital." <laughs> I the all right, how much? So Shut remember that. when they, when their mother was going through it, they all got into almost a, a fist fight at the hospital.
3: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I, I do remember. And I that. wasn't
1: even in town, but my mother told me I need to come go get Vincent. Go get Vincent, Jeanette. Vincent needs your help. I'm like, really, really, you know. But do, so, you, but
3: it is you do when it, when it. When it's, you know, when stuff comes, especially with the people that you feel like is the most important in your family, you everybody kind of just goes kind of chaotic, especially mm-hmm. before they go on, if you have that chance.
1: You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have
3: that chance with, with Jason or my mom. They both, took, you know, to you know hit us out of left field. We didn't have time to, you know, to even, you, I don't even know, to accept it. They just they just died. You know, I, you
1: know dad, Jason was murdered, my father was calling my show weekly. And one week he didn't call, and I'm like, dang, he didn't even call in. I knew he was kind of going through some things, but then the next morning, because uh, I went to bed, I woke up the next morning. First thing I do is grab my phone. When i if I wake up in the middle of the night, I grab my phone. I go to the bathroom, I grab my phone. So I grab my phone. And I turned it over, and all I saw was, rest in peace. I was like, really? He did? Wow. And then, you know, I learned. Whoa. And then I 30 missed phone calls where people were calling me to tell me that my father had been murdered. So that was definitely unexpected. And then I had to get to uh, West Point, Georgia. And, I, and, you know, normally I'm in, let me take care of this, so I didn't go to that man's house. I didn't go. I just went down there and made Siblings, siblings was mad at me. I got one uh, still. Everybody share one to to me, and I'm okay with that. But I had to do what I was supposed to do as my parents' oldest child. I had to make the funeral. So I went down there. They paid. They put a portion towards the funeral. I told everybody else, I'll pick up the rest. I did what I had to do, and I got the hell out of there. You know, I wasn't trying to say, yes. well, let me go. To this house, let me go. And that was one thing I told my siblings. Y'all want to fight me over your mama? What about your daddy? Y'all didn't help with none of that. Amen. Y'all ain't fighting <laughs> so, so I get it. So I want to talk about how the process complicated health. Because, like I said, and this is coming from BetterHelp.com. And it's one and dealing with a major life. Right Boy, get off the phone.
0: You we know, can't hear. Let me mute it so y'all can hear.
1: how common experience that everyone faces and most people who experience a significant loss or change have periods of sorrow, numbness, even anger or guilt. Now, with time, those feelings ease moving forward when life becomes possible. Now, what happens when you experience this loss, it seems unbearable. And what about when that overwhelming feeling is in the pit of your stomach? So if you're familiar with this, it's talking about complicated grief. Now, we talked about the different stages. But well, there's a difference between depression and complicated grief. Now, identifying the signs and symptoms we talked about, and as someone experienced grief recovers, the person with complicated grief will continue to have these symptoms. So if you're having symptoms of feelings of numbness and detachment, inability to think about the loss with any positive memory, and intense persistent longing for the deceased person, intense sorrow or pain because the loss of your loved one, inability to focus on anything but the loved one's death, and extreme focus on one of the most loved ones. Those are just some of the signs. So you wanna, first of all, these are things the way that you can get overcome it or get through it. Acknowledge that you are in pain. No one expects you to experience a loss and not feel the pain. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. It's even okay to be angry, but you have to acknowledge those feelings. And understand that your grieving process is your grieving process. Don't worry about what other people think, if they're watching you, what they have to say. Just remember it's your process. Recognize the difference between depression and grief. Depression is a common medical illness that negatively impacts how a person feels, thinks, and acts. It may be present before a loss that causes a grief or it's becoming apparent after the loss. But depression may worsen after the loss. So just be aware of that. And take care of yourself physically to promote emotional health. Your emotional health is very important. Make sure you schedule enough time to rest each night because lack of sleep can cause an overstimulation in the brain, that can trigger or worsen the grief and depression, and it can make you
2: hallucinate. Oh my okay. gosh, yeah. that hit me hard. That 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 <laughs> that right there. Yeah, um, I was only getting like two hours of sleep, and I was working overtime. I was doing twelve-hour shifts, and bam, a big yeah. wall of emotion came over me. And my my supervisor goes, "Why are you sobbing for? What is going on?" I was like, "I'm just, I'm just." Crashing! I'm just falling apart at the seams. And he says, "Nancy, go wash your face right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Take a deep breath and breathe. Drink some water. Come on, Nancy, you got this, girl. I know Mm -hmm. you just lost your uncle. I know you've been doing all this over time. Mm
1: -hmm. Come
2: on. Yep. You take a
1: walk. You gotta keep."
2: You gotta keep yourself. You gotta keep yourself distracted sometimes to keep yourself from falling apart.
1: Well, I wanna say when about distracted, keep yourself productive. You know they mm-hmm. used to say that busy. I'ma say busy. I'ma say busy. Sometimes you can become too busy because it don't go nowhere. But be productive, okay? Yeah, I find so my, so I, be mean but so I so find, myself being, hmm? yeah, be mm-hmm. I
3: find be myself being too busy. Yeah, you be too busy. I find myself being too busy. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: not healthy. not healthy. Right, also, and I know
3: it's not because I'm gone.
1: Journal about I... the positive memory. You need take time to write things down, going through pictures, laughing about things, and seek support for complicated grief because the pain that is felt because of complicated grief can make you feel that you need to withdraw from people because some people will isolate themselves from other individuals, And like I said, a lot of times individuals are dealing with a lot of guilt. The guilt can be realistic, the guilt can be unrealistic, but don't hold on to that guilt. Let that guilt go. Let it go. Because right now there's nothing you can do about it. Your perception and their perception is going to be totally different. You have to learn to live your life. Live your life. Don't grieve yourself to death and bury all of this stuff and put all the burdens on you. Now, again... If you need help, you can call 211. You can, um, there are, like I said, grief support groups. If you have medical insurance, most insurers will pay for that in order to help with the, the bereavement. So I want to thank you ladies for joining in on the show. I appreciate you guys. I guess tomorrow is on Tuesday when we do the show. Hey. And I'll be talking about sorrow. You know, they say weeping may come at night, but joy comes in the morning. So if you are mm-hmm. weeping, it's okay, well, we need to find that joy. We need to learn how to pick ourselves up and move past that pain and work through these things. Quite yeah. questions before we leave? Cause I know i got a 1 o'clock client. I'm probably like, Jeanne, where are you? <laughs> I do this in between my sessions. Thanks,
0: Jeanette. It was good talking to everybody, and I'll, I'll be seeing you tomorrow.
1: Okay. God, God bless each and I'll every like. one of you. I'll see everyone later. Bye, John. No Nancy. And, um, John, you I want the list
3: before we get on? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I actually want I'm looking for a grief to, um, therapist, so yeah.
1: <laughs> I need as much At Better Health. BetterHelp, they are they're doing um, online virtual therapy. You um, can get insurance. They, um, there's a lot of grief therapists out there, a lot, because this is something that, you know, they're offering and they're training individuals to work to help individuals process the grief, because there's a difference between depression and grief in dealing with bereavement. This is a whole new, and like I said, this is becoming more complicated, because like I said, you got people losing their children, losing their parents, losing, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot, and especially with COVID, and people are dying of COVID, we weren't ready for all of this, we really wasn't. So if you need any additional help, Sean, give me a call I'm in your area. Uh, yeah, I will because
3: I do. Orange County, San really Diego do. County, Riverside County. So I keep saying I'm coming to Compton, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. No, and I, well, I'll be calling because I do. I really don't me, know me, if it's grief, if it's grief yeah, or know, depression. Well, I'm,
1: you know huh? you can call me because if, if I got a question, i call you in the middle of the night.
3: I'll be like, Sean, what you doing? <laughs> I got a <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. I will. I, no I, I problem. Really, I, like I said, it nothing else. So I I through. i got
1: through. Okay. Okay? okay? Guys, okay. thank you. Take care. Uh-huh. Talk to you tomorrow. At Pressy Predict, Love Track Radio. Bye.
3: All right. Bye bye. God bless.